The opinions expressed on the Rob Report are the opinions of the host participating callers and or listener emails, text, and or letters, and are not necessarily the opinions of WDAY or Forum Communications. Good election day. Afternoon. It's Rob Port 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. Happy to be with you. Did you get out there and vote yet? Did you vote early? I voted today. Uh, I went down to my polling place. It took me about 40 minutes round trip from like backing out of my driveway to pulling back into my driveway. About 40 minutes. Um, massive line at the polling place. I, I would If we stretched out the line. Because it was like from the door, down the stairs, you know, all the way across our auditorium and then circling all the way back again. If you stretched it out, I bet you it was, I bet you it was a quarter mile long line. It was a, it was a massive line, but moved quick, moved right through it. So, you know, wasn't, uh, standing in line's not that much fun, but moved right through it. So if you're having experiences out there at the polls, uh, if it went well, if it went bad, just tell us. What are you seeing? What's going on? Love to hear from you. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we're going to talk uh, to Cole Hammond. He's an advisor for Legalize ND uh, about Measure 3. Just, I mean, just get their thoughts on how I I kind of feel like that's the, well, that and Measure 4. But, but Measure 3 is kind of the one true citizen-led initiative on the ballot you know it's it's very interesting i i just i kind of want to get i i I think their campaign has been interesting since day one so i just kind of wanted to get their thoughts as uh you know obviously as we vote and we'll see what happens with measure three and also i i want to run down the entire ballot i want to go down the ballot and talk to you folks about and and get predictions right i mean because that's sort of the election day tradition for me is you know we predict what's what's going to happen um, and I'd love to hear what your predictions are, and you can certainly hear mine. Uh, once again, 701 Email talk at WDAY.com. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Rob? I'm doing all right. I, I went to the Drudge Report, you know, because I'm trying to keep on top of all the different, you know, who's going to take the House, who's going to take the Senate, all that stuff. Uh, on the Drudge Report, I find this link. Catfight breaks out at the Miss Bum Bum contest Ms. over Bum a Bum. fake butt. Fake butt accusation. Hmm. This year's Miss Bum Bum competition ended in shambles after contestants resorted to violence on stage following cheating allegations. Now, how do you cheat at a fake butt? Apparently, you have uh, the fight was sparked by one contestant accusing the other of having a surgically enhanced derriere. Yeah, that's how you cheat. I just these are these are thirty year old mm-hmm. women on stage fighting over this Bum Bum injections. It's a real thing. Is it really a thing? People get their butts enhanced. Absolutely, Kim that's Kardashian. That she brought that to the. Did forefront. you really? Yeah, that's not real. Her butt? No, I think her butt might be real, but that that makes people then when a celebrity has some feature. Oh, she is. She's, she's the catalyst. She set the bar so high. She that set the bar so wide, not so much as so high. Okay, okay. Right. I I see what you did. Yeah. There. All right. Um, did you go vote, Mike? I did. Yep, I voted this morning. So the place I voted at, it's a church, so uh, it's a smaller location, so no crazy lines like you were mentioning. You voted an auditorium in mine out there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we moved. Um, we moved all our precincts to one central location. So like and, everybody um, votes there. Yeah. See, that's interesting. I've never heard of that. 
Yeah. So everybody, everybody, yeah, you go in there and, and you know, you, you show them your ID and I had to show them my, uh, my bank statement too. No big deal. I, I, I don't have, uh, my driver's license, you know, cause you don't have to renew it like what? Once every six years. Sure. I, I still have my new address on it. So I had to, I, oh, I bring a utility. They have, my, they had my, yeah, well, I had to bring my bank statement yeah. and, um, and that worked. Um, it was no problem. And also it was my old gym teacher. <laughs> was oh, well, there's ID. that then. Yeah, he's like, oh, Rob, you so, know, I, now, I love the column. I love the column, Rob. Yeah. So, so now does the entire city vote in the one spot in Minot? Pretty much, yeah. Is that Pretty common? I, I thought most cities, why would they not want it spread out? Is it just a resources thing, or what's the what was the catalyst yeah, of well, that change? Well, I, I think some of the catalyst was the school security stuff. Um, we, we had a lot of polling locations in, like, elementary schools. Because oh, it used sure. to be I voted... I voted in the elementary school, actually, where I went to elementary school. I used to vote there, uh, but I think a lot of the school security measures have moved them out. Um, you know, voting in churches, I think, is sort of fall- – I know I realize that you did. Yeah. It's not illegal or anything, but I, I think it's sort of falling out of vogue. Hmm. Um, and so I, there, there's really just only so many places that you can go. Uh, and, you know, so the, I, I don't know that that was entirely their reasoning, but, yeah. But, I, but I'll tell you, I mean, it went fine. Um, like so I said, there was a line long was line, long, but a ton of people, I suppose they have everybody working there. So makes it go much yeah, more. Quickly. I mean, it was, I mean, the whole thing was 40 minutes and most of that was probably me driving there, me driving back. Hmm. Um, good. so yeah, it wasn't, wasn't that bad at all. Uh, I had a, I had a good, uh, good experience. So was it a, did ballot. you vote a straight Democrat ticket or did you vote for a couple of Republicans? Uh, well, you know, I mixed in a couple of Republicans here and there. Okay. That's good. I figure, I mean, and we knew, you know, 90% Democrat for you, so. I didn't know if it was the yeah. full hundred or not. Yeah, <laughs> we should. We should. I do want to go down the ballot though and do predictions. You know, okay. I was actually, I, and I, I mentioned this on air yesterday. Uh, this was my since I started blogging. This is my thirtieth election night. Thirty. How long has the blog been around? Fifteen years. F- Fifteen years. Wow. Yeah. So this is, but the, the counting generals and primaries, I should say. It's a good run, so man. Two year. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. Uh, so anyway, we uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun. We uh, so let me let me talk to uh, let's let's go down the ballot. Let's let's do sure. predictions. Let's let's talk about this. Um, Mike, Senate race. Mm-hmm. I, I know for a while you've been saying you think Heitkamp's going to pull it out. You still feel that way? I do feel that way. I do feel like there's going to be quite a bit of young vote, and I think that will be enough to. It's going to be close, but I still I still feel like she'll win because of because of the younger turnout. I don't think she's going to win. Um, I, and I say that because even before some of the problems she had in the later, you you, you already had Kramer consistently leading. Mm-hmm. He's consistently led in the polls since June. Um, Pretty much every double digits, poll. right? In about every poll, and the last the last five polls were either double digits or close to them. Yeah, you know, so uh, you know you you've, you've got that. Yep. I do think I do think high, I I don't think he's going to win by double digits. I don't even think he's going to win in high single digits. I think he's going to win four, five, six point range. Uh, but I do think he's going to win. I think Heitkamp has moved the needle. I, I think all the out-of-state money that she got down the stretch has brought in, you know, a ton of, of not just advertising, right? Because that's what everybody focuses on. But they've got people out knocking on doors. They've got people making phone calls. They've got people texting people. That stuff works. So, but I, I don't think it's going to be enough. In 2012, she ran a pitch-perfect campaign, right? I mean, she, it was it was flawless. It was it was perfect, spot on, against a, a candidate who did not run 
a flawless candidate, you know, campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rick Berg was was not good. He he did not do a very good job, and she barely won. Um, since then, I, I feel like North Dakota has has become more Republican. You know, certainly, I don't see any indication. I mean, you look at the trends and the you know the 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 makeup of the legislature. You look at the trends in the last you know elections, the, the three election cycles we've had since um, 2012. It's you know, I, I think the state has trended more Republican. Senator Heitkamp's also got a voting record now. I think it's hard to argue that that I don't think she's going to pull it out. Now, I have some trepidation about saying that. You know, even just, in fact, yesterday, something I wrote saying that Senator Heitkamp's still very much in the race, uh, Fox News picked it up. You know, I had, like, Washington Post reporters retweeting it. I, I do think she's still very much in the race, but if I have to put a bet down, I'm going to say Kramer wins. He's and definitely I, I, a stronger problem, candidate than Rick Berg, no question about that. So I think I, I think he had the momentum from the beginning. I think her campaign made some very big mistakes down the stretch. Uh and it's just and, and what's interesting about the mistakes that Senator Heitkamp's campaign made is they directly rebutted the points that she was trying to make about Kevin Kramer. For instance, uh where, where they, they outed the sexual assault survivors in their print ad. Um that was at a time when they were trying to dunk on Kramer for his comments about the Me Too thing, right? So they're trying to, they were trying to, to I think, create some cover for Senator Heitkamp's vote against Brett Kavanaugh. But in doing so, right, they're, they're trying to paint Kevin Kramer as being insensitive to sexual assault survivors. But in doing so, they themselves were insensitive to sexual assault survivors. And also since then, we've had at least one, maybe two, of the accusers against Brett Kavanaugh. Now it sure looks like they were just making things up. Which, I, I mean, Senator Heitkamp, as a matter of fact, I just saw a reporter on Twitter uh, tweet a picture of Senator Heitkamp's office window in in, her, in, in Washington, D.C., and she's got a sign in the window that says, you know, we believe all victims or something like that. Well, mm-hmm. how can you say that when at least two of the people who accuse Kavanaugh sure seem to be lying, right? I mean, they, they've been referred to the TOJ now for investigation. So that's that's problematic. I think that blew up in her face. And then the voter suppression thing, right, where, where supposedly our voter ID laws are, are suppressing the Native American vote and everything else. But then her state party runs and she endorses an ad telling hunters that they should maybe consider not voting because there are consequences for them voting. So you're, you, if you want to talk about voter suppression, like you can't then turn around and try to suppress votes. So I, I think that's the problem is, is she couldn't. She couldn't get a narrative off the ground, I think, in the closing days. And maybe if she could have, maybe she could have made up enough ground against Kramer to, to pull it off. I just don't think she has. In 2012 against Rick Berg, Senator Heitkamp was able to get uh, was able to get the talk uh, about, you know, Rick Berg and uh, the, uh, the the Goldmark thing, right? Rick Berg was a slumlord. Rick Berg attacks women. I mean, they just they flooded the zone with that messaging. And it worked. I think down the stretch, they won the race by finishing so strong. I don't think they've been able to replicate that this time around. Does that make sense? Yep, makes a lot of sense. And I, I do. I, to me, of all the mistakes, I think that hunting ad uh, was the biggest in terms of where somebody I could see being on the fence. Because I get all the uh, the 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 sexual um, you know assault stuff and the letter and everything. I still think. If somebody supported Heidi on that particular issue, even that mistake, although it probably ticked him off, it wouldn't be enough to change their vote to Kevin Kramer because Kevin Kramer's right. made pretty offensive comments along those lines where Heidi Heitkamp, I don't think anybody's going to say 
means to um, out or do harm to women where Kevin's comments could be construed as offensive. She but didn't, I, I she think didn't the hunting, do it intentionally, but, uh, uh, but I, yeah. I, I, the, 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 the the thing, the problem that she has with the sexual assault survivors thing is her message is we believe all women. And I think Repo- I think Democrats, the Kavanaugh thing illustrated perfectly why that talking point is so dumb. If, if we just believe all women, then I guess we have to believe every accusation against Brett Kavanaugh. And I don't and some think. Of those, uh, oh, some, of those, I, we, some of those we clearly saw were, were just wild and completely ridiculous. And I don't think that that message resonates, you know, and I know Kevin Kramer's kind of gotten beat up on this because he's talked about the women in his life that they say that message doesn't necessarily resonate with them either that and and I've heard Rob in my own personal life plenty of women that say you know obviously everybody feels bad for anybody that was assaulted and I and I don't doubt that uh, that Ford was assaulted in her life at some point but uh, I've also heard plenty of women say you know bringing this stuff up 30 years later what why are you doing that like that that really doesn't you know what I mean 35 40 years later for what reason? And I think, so I think that's Democrats the attitude I think of a lot to, of people. Yeah. I think I think Democrats try to treat females in this country monolithically and I think it's starting to backfire on them. And, and again, I mean like, I think in the twenty sixteen election, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. Like like the straw that broke the camel's back for me with Donald Trump, I ended up not voting for him, was his access Hollywood comments, right? About grabbing women by the you know what. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't vote for him because of that, and I'm walking around like I'm some white knight, right, did the right thing by women. Every woman in my life voted for Donald Trump. So I don't know what I was doing, but anyway. Hey, we're going to take a break. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. What are your predictions? We just talked about the Senate race. We'll talk about the congressional race yet, uh, the ballot measures, the other statewide races. What do you think is going to happen? 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDY.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Port 970 WDY AM 93.1 FM 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Did you vote today? Have you voted already? If, if you're at the polls today, I'd love to hear what your experiences were like. Uh, long lines, short lines. What's going on? Uh, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Uh, let's see. Janet emails. She goes, I hope you eat your words. Heidi will win. <laughs> okay, Rob. Your All words right. are delicious, Rob. I, I guess. Hey, I've been wrong before. Um, I didn't think Heidi would win in 2012, and mm-hmm. I was wrong. Um, yeah. I, I think I think this is different. It's different this year, though. But I, we'll see. I mean, I this is just what I think will happen. But I, I could be wrong. And, and North Dakota is a tough place to, to call some of this stuff. I think in North Dakota, more than a lot of places, it comes down to things like personality, right? It just comes down to these very local, very personal things, and those are hard to predict. Well, and I think, too, Rob, one of the biggest referendums in this entire election that's not on any ballot is polling data. Polling data has been kind of hit and miss in the last, you know, probably six years more than any time. And just because of people's distrust, I think, you know, when people are just simple things like leaving a a polling place. And I think it feeds into Trump's fake news stuff Yeah, uh, that, you know, the reason he was able to take that term and use it is because long before he came out talking about fake news is people people started to become skeptical. And I think that started showing up in polls uh, specifically in the last six years because some of the polling data we've seen, exit polling in particular, trying to call elections, well, exit, has been exit off. Exit polls, I think. Yeah, and I, that's I think different. exit polls are problematic. But um, I think poly- polling in general has been not polling, as not as on as we've seen it, it previously. It's it's useful, I think, when you have a lot of it. 
because um, then you have a lot of different data points that you could sort of aggregate a, aggregate and, and get a picture. Yeah, different of. methodology um, and things that are but used, I, right? But I, I think the problem is, the problem with, with modern polling, I think, A, is, is in reaching people. I think it's harder to get cell phones. Mm-hmm. North Dakota in particular is hard. I had one of the pollsters from the one of the people who ran the final polls in the Senate race, the uh, Trafalgar group. Uh, he was on, and he said North Dakota's laws against, like, robocalls and stuff make it very, very expensive to poll here, which is why we don't get a lot of polling in North Dakota. Uh, and because we don't get a lot of polling, then I think a lot of times the polling could tend to be less accurate here. Uh, so I think that's a problem. Also, I, th- I think it takes the same amount of time to poll, but I think people's opinions change faster today because people have more access to information. I think these races are more fluid than they have been in the past because there's so much information and because that information can be disseminated so quickly. Um, attitudes change a lot faster than they used to. So I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they are what they are. They're the best tool that we have. I wouldn't hang my hat on them. But I, I think if, if you look in the aggregate, they're more they're more often accurate than they're not. But yeah, Especially I, in, I, in I, the margin. Especially in the margin. The right. Three to five, depending on the poll. Yeah, I, I I agree. Uh, let's see. Another emailer says, and this has been interesting. I all this election cycle, people have been complaining about the text message, people reaching them, like the various campaigns. I I don't. I measure one. I know is one that a lot of people have been getting text messages about. Uh, the Democrats have been using text messages pretty heavily. I don't know if the Republicans have. I guess nobody's complained about it to me maybe they have been i i don't know marie asks she says i got this message on my cell phone just now can they even do this kind of advertising things uh on days like today or we're also when we're all supposed to be out voting i thought advertising on any side wasn't supposed to be done on voting day that i'm a minnesota resident besides frankly it's kind of annoying the text message she sent it says this is the dem npl let us know if you have any issues voting irregularities long lines or need a ride we've got you covered call and then they have their their hotline um a, it's it's not illegal to do political. North Dakota used to have a law where it was illegal to have campaign signs up. It was illegal to do campaign advertising on Election Day. That got struck down. As a matter of fact, the guy who filed the lawsuits running for the state Senate over in Bismarck, Gary Eminent. Um, so it, it is legal. I don't know how what it, I, as a tactic, though, I think this annoys more people than it. I, I, I get annoyed at just getting random text messages. I, I don't think ambushing people that way. I, I don't think it's effective. Maybe it is. I don't know. Got a caller. Jay, you're on. What's up, Jay? Yeah, I agree with you. It would be nice to have a quiet day on Election Day, make people meditate more. Um, I liked your uh, guest you have on once in a while, Clay Jenkinson. He's a voice of better uh, uh, well, side of America. And, uh, that, that and wasn't, the, Clay Jenkinson's huh? never been on this show. I, I think you're talking to the wrong radio host. Clay Jenkinson? Oh, well, nope. he was on WDAY on one of the shows. Yeah, not this one. The previous oh, show. Oh, not this one. Okay. Yeah, I, that was the previous show. I, I, you must okay. be mixed up by the time change or something. All right, all right. Well, um, anyway, there was also a caller from, well, a guest. He was a guest. He was from New York state and he was some kind of a yeah. farmer i think yeah, yeah. no not no that not this show oh that must have been uh jay's the guy in the afternoon then i'm oh, sorry to get him mixed up with your show yeah um, all right anyway i was just going to say that uh you know my friends they're conservative uh, on certain issues but they're not right-wing nutcases and they're not oh easily fooled by trump who comes up talking like major frank burns on mash and or Archie Bunker from Queens, New York. They uh, 
they did vote for him the first time around, but uh, that was only because uh, they didn't like the alternative. Just yeah. they thought they'd be better off voting for Trump. But I, they, I think I, not I agree. I, I got to I got to go to I, I got to go to a break, Jay. I agree with you to a point. I think if Democrats nominated better candidates. Republicans would vote for him, or Republican-minded voters would vote for him. Anyway, i got to take a break. We'll talk about the congressional race next year on The Rob Report. Don't go away. Me. Welcome back, Rob Report, 970 WDYM 93.1 FM. Got to get to some of these emails. If you want to join in, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We're talking, what are you seeing at the polls right now? Have you voted? Are you going to vote? Long line, short line, what's going on out there? We want to hear from you. Uh, once again, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Your predictions for the races, too. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? We want to hear from you. Uh, emailer says, uh, my prediction, number one will fail. He's talking about the ballot measures now. Number one will fail. Two will pass. Number three will fail. Number four should and will fail, just like Heidi will lose. And the liberal WDAY talk show host will squeal and squeak more than he does. All right. I guess we'll... I guess that's a prediction that we're going to hear squealing and squeaking tomorrow morning. I, I, I feel like that's unlikely. Uh, let's see. Dwayne emails. He goes, voted in Moorhead around 10 this morning. Took longer to walk across the parking lot on crutches than it did to vote. That's good. Nice, nice brisk experience. Uh, continues. If Heidi wins, measure three passes and vice versa. I, I don't know. I, I've been hearing a lot of people tie measure three to height camp. And, and from a couple of some people saying that, the assumption a lot of people making that the measure three turnout is going to help height camp. Uh, I'll tell you. I mean, first of all, if you look at the polling, and Kevin Kramer brought this up when he was on the program yesterday. Uh, Kramer polls very well among young voters, more, more so than you might think. Um, I don't know that the, I, I, I don't generally people think that, think of the youth vote as skewing Democratic. I don't know that that's necessarily true in North Dakota. Uh, and I say that, as a matter of fact, I, I have a lot of, you know, sort of college Republican types. Who read who read the blog, and, and I'll tell you, even some of the campuses in the state are redder than, than you might you might think. So I, I would not necessarily count on the measure three vote being some tremendous boon for height camp. I just don't know that that's true. Also, keep in mind, height camp's against measure three. Kramer is too, but I don't I, I don't know that measure three is going to be any big boon to height camp. So that that's just. I, I don't know. Well, what do you think, Mike? Do you think it's going to help or hurt ICAM? I think that's a big thing that's going to help her. I think the younger voters are going to tend to vote for her. I get that she's against Measure 3, but I think people also know that, in general, the Democratic Party would probably legalize marijuana nationwide uh, if they could. So yeah. I think she's I know more, a lot of Republicans who would, too. Yeah. Um, and I think, the, look, uh, that's where the attitude of, of the country is, right? I mean, yeah. I think we've all moved past reefer madness. That's, and, oh, that's my point. I, I don't I don't think the marijuana issue is as partisan now as it was in past years. So uh, that's it's going to be interesting. But also, I, again, I don't know that the younger vote uh, statewide, you look at you look at that demographic in, in the polls, uh, that 18 to 34 demographic, Kramer does very well there. So uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, another emailer says, don't worry, Rob. If you have to eat your words, I will get you some pilot bread to serve them on. <laughs> little reference to uh, my, my pilot bread. That's, mm -hmm. that's such an Alaska thing. Um, you, you can't even find it in the stores here. But it's, uh, I, I, can, I can remember being a kid. We went, to, we went grocery shopping once a month in Alaska. And we had to, we had to, we had to with Costco in Anchorage. And we piled on 
Uh, we had to get we got boxes and boxes of pilot bread. It was so good. Another emailer says, uh, Boyd says, uh, Rob, the Republicans have also been texting us to get out and vote. Okay, I, I hadn't heard about that, but uh, people complaining earlier about Democrats texting. I've gotten complaints about the Measure One campaign uh, texting. Boyd says Republicans are doing it as well. He says the past two few days, I've got at least two a day that says it's for President Trump. Uh, are you tired of winning yet? Go vote Republican. I just I, I don't I don't know that the, I think it's sort of a, I think sometimes the campaigns will glom on to a new piece of technology and they'll use it a lot. I feel like the texting thing's not going to last that long. I, I just I think it annoys people more than it more than anything else. Uh, another emailer, Matt, says, uh, would you rather have the environment we have today where everyone seems to have planted their flag for their team and now have co- and now are, have competing get out the votes efforts or how it used to be? where the focus was constantly on which side would be able to capture the undecided vote. It's a bit more acrimonious today, but, man, I used to get sick of obsessing over the undecideds. I actually don't know that it's changed all that much. Um, I, I think what we just have now is greater insight in into the electorate, mostly because of things like social media, mostly because we could go out and see, hear what the great unwashed masses, <laughs> uh, the hoi polloi, as it were, you can hear what they're saying. I, I think it's just more visible than it was before. Um, and I, I think that does lend itself maybe to more acrimony than we've seen in the past. But I, I know plenty of people who are undecided. And I know plenty of people who are still just completely tuned out from this stuff. You know, I, I live in, in uh, breathe this stuff. I have a feeling that, you know, my target demographic for this show, for, for my blog, my writing, are probably people who are pretty politically engaged. I think sometimes we in this demographic make the mistake of thinking that we're the normals, uh, and we're not. Uh, I'll tell you, most Americans don't tune into this stuff until a few weeks ago, if at all. So, you know, we're we're not the normals, those of us who uh, who follow this stuff religiously. Caller, Mike's on the line. Go ahead, Mike. What's up? Yeah, you were talking about, uh, the po- you know, polling uh, that yes, goes sir. on. And one thing to consider is, is that really you're only polling the people that are going to answer their phone, right? Um because now with caller ID, you know, people are like, I don't know that number. I'm not going to answer it. Well, so, I use uh, I use I use Google Voice where I can actually like screen calls. Like I can I, I can set it and filter certain calls and everything else. Yeah, so I I like answering my phone all the time because I like to talk to the scammers and stuff like that. So I've I've actually in the last month uh, been pulled five times for. Me. Welcome back, Rob Port 970 WDYM 93.1 FM. Got to get to some of these emails. If you want to join in, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We're talking, what are you seeing at the polls right now? Have you voted? Are you going to vote? Long line, short line, what's going on out there? We want to hear from you. Uh, once again, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Your predictions for the races, too. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? We want to hear from you. Uh, emailer says, uh, my prediction, number one will fail. He's talking about the ballot measures now. Number one will fail, two will pass, number three will fail, number four should and will fail, just like Heidi will lose, and the liberal WDAY talk show host will squeal and squeak more than he does. All right. I guess we'll – I guess that's a prediction, that we're going to hear squealing and squeaking tomorrow morning. I, I feel like that's unlikely. Uh, let's see. Dwayne emails. He goes, voted in Moorhead around 10 this morning. Took longer to walk across the parking lot on crutches than it did to vote. That's good. Nice, nice brisk experience. Uh, continues. If Heidi wins, measure three passes and vice versa. I, I don't know. I, I've been hearing a lot of people tie measure three to height camp. And, and 
from a couple of some people saying that the assumption a lot of people making that the measure three turnout's going to help height camp. Uh, I'll tell you. I mean, first of all, if you look at the polling, and Kevin Kramer brought this up when he was on the program yesterday. Uh, Kramer polls very well among young voters, more, more so than you might think. Um, I don't know that the I, I I don't generally people think that, think of the youth vote as skewing Democratic. I don't know that that's necessarily true in North Dakota. Uh, and I say that as a matter of fact, I I have a lot of you know sort of college Republican types who read who read the blog. And I'll tell you, even some of the campuses in the state are redder than you might you might think. So I, I would not necessarily count on the Measure Three vote being some tremendous boon for Height Camp. I just don't know that that's true. Also, keep in mind, Height Camp's against Measure Three. Kramer is too, but I don't I, I don't know that Measure Three is going to be any big boon to Height Camp. So that that's just. I, I don't know. Well, what do you think, Mike? Do you think it's going to help or hurt ICAP? I think that's a big thing that's going to help her. I think the younger voters are going to tend to vote for her. I get that she's against Measure 3, but I think people also know that, in general, the Democratic Party would probably legalize marijuana nationwide uh, if they could. So yeah. I think she's I know more, a lot of Republicans who would, too. Yeah. Um, and I think, the, look, uh, that's where the attitude of, of the country is, right? I mean, yeah. I think we've all moved past reefer madness. That's, and, oh, that's my point. I, I, don't, I don't think the marijuana issue is as partisan now as it was in past years. So uh, that's it's going to be interesting. But also, I, again, I don't know that the younger vote uh, statewide, you look at you look at that demographic in, in the polls, uh, that 18 to 34 demographic. Kramer does very well there. So uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, another email says, don't worry, Rob, if you have to eat your words, I will get you some pilot bread to serve them on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> little reference to uh, my my pilot bread. That's mm-hmm. that's such an Alaska thing. Um, you, you can't even find it in the stores here, but. It's uh, I, I can I can remember being a kid. We went to, we went grocery shopping once a month in Alaska, and we had to we had to we had to with Costco in Anchorage, and we piled on. Uh, we had to get we got boxes and boxes of pilot bread. It was so good. Another emailer says uh, Boyd says uh, Rob the Republicans have also been texting us to get out and vote. Okay, I, I hadn't heard about that, but uh, people complaining earlier about Democrats texting. I've gotten complaints about the Measure One campaign uh, texting. Boyd says Republicans are doing it as well. It says the past two few days I've got at least two a day that says it's for President Trump. Uh, are you tired of winning yet? Go vote Republican. I just I, I don't I don't know that the I think it's sort of a, I think sometimes the campaigns will glom on to a new piece of technology and they'll use it a lot. I feel like the texting thing's not going to last that long. I, I just I think it annoys people more than it more than anything else. Uh, another emailer Matt says, uh, "Would you rather have the environment we have today, where everyone seems to have planted their flag for their team and now have co- and now are, have competing get out the votes efforts, or how it used to be?" where the focus was constantly on which side would be able to capture the undecided vote. It's a bit more acrimonious today, but, man, I used to get sick of obsessing over the undecideds. I actually don't know that it's changed all that much. Um, I, I think what we just have now is greater insight in into the electorate, mostly because of things like social media, mostly because we could go out and see, hear what the great unwashed masses, <laughs> uh, the hoi polloi, as it were, it can hear what they're saying. I, I think it's just more visible than it was before. Um, and I, I think that does lend itself maybe to more acrimony than we've seen in the past. But I, I know plenty of people who are undecided. And I know plenty of people who are still just completely tuned out from this stuff. You know, I, I live in, in 
breathe this stuff. I have a feeling that, you know, my target demographic for this show, for, for my blog, my writing, are probably people who are pretty politically engaged. I think sometimes we in this demographic make the mistake of thinking that we're the normals, uh, and we're not. Uh, I'll tell you, most Americans don't tune into this stuff until a few weeks ago, if at all. So, you know, we're we're not the normals, those of us who uh, who follow this stuff religiously. Caller, Mike's on the line. Go ahead, Mike. What's up? Yeah, you were talking about uh, the po- you know polling uh, that yes, goes sir. on, and one thing to consider is is that really you're only polling the people that are going to answer their phone, right? Because um, now with caller ID, you know, people are like, I don't know that number, I'm not going to answer it. Well, so- I use uh, I use I use Google Voice where I can actually like screen calls, like I can I I can set it and filter certain calls and everything else. Yeah, so. I, I like answering my phone all the time because I like to talk to the scammers and stuff like that. So I've I've actually in the last month uh, been polled five times for the state of North Dakota. And so I'm one of those that get counted quite a few times, my opinions, because um, yeah. I answer my phone. And so, I, haven't been call- I haven't been called yeah. even once by contrast. Yeah, and, I, yeah, and I've, been, I've been called five times. And, again, they're from random, you know, they're from numbers, and I'm like, oh, I'll answer that, right? Um yeah, hoping it's a scammer so I can uh, have fun with them. But yeah, anyway, um, the other the other thing to consider too is that what, now this is my fifth time that I've been pulled. I'm like, maybe I should mm, go against what I would normally say just to see, you know, <laughs> uh, just to, just to throw off the. You're poll, not helping, right? so, Mike. So there's you're not there's helping us, to... Mike. <laughs> what? You're not helping us, Mike. Don't do that. Well, but again, it, it's so I really wonder. Um, you know how valid the polls are. That that you know those yeah. are two things I think about when I see these polling numbers. It's like, well, what if what if somebody got on a campaign to say, let's give uh, inverse re- uh, you know results or our yeah. opinion. So you know? here's 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 the problem. I I believe in the science of polling, and I I, I do think that it's still possible to measure public sentiment. I think there are some things running against it. I think the 2016 election has put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth because the poll showed Hillary Clinton winning and Trump's the president. The problem with that is Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote. She got millions of more votes than, than Donald Trump did. And that's really all public opinion polls are showing is popular sentiment. They don't take into account the Electoral College. As a matter of fact, if you drill down to local polls, um, the local polls are pretty reflective of the Electoral the electoral College turnout another problem with polls as i mentioned earlier in the show is that i think public opinion is is more malleable and more fluid than it has in the past simply because information moves so much quicker and i think people's attitudes could change so much quicker than it used to uh and also some of the problems that you're talking about mike where i think it is difficult to reach a representative sample of of people and and to survey survey them uh, accurately but i i can tell you the surveys work, uh, and it's not just political campaigns that invest. I, I tell you, there's a lot more polls that have been conducted in these races in North Dakota, uh, in Minnesota, and elsewhere than, than what we have seen publicly because the campaigns themselves poll, especially at this time, almost constantly down the stretch. Um, and, and also in, in the private sector, businesses are, are constantly they're, – they're polling, they're focus grouping and everything. This stuff does work, and I, I think no, in the I, political world, I, people people yeah, get frustrated. I, I, you know, again, I'm an, I'm a – numbers guy as well and you know statistically uh you know they're they're going to show something but um i just i don't know if they're yeah 
as accurate, you know, there I, there's flaws in them. I, I see, you know, there is. They're imperfect. Um, which and which I is got, why I, I, I think a, it's... I got a text that actually said, "Do you have time?" A text this time, "Do you have time for a survey?" And I said, "Yes." And they, the question was, "Did you vote?" Or they said, "We'll ask you a few questions." We have a few questions, and they said, "Did you vote?" And I said, "Yes," and that was it. They never. Yeah. So. Next, I, I, I was I th- hoping they were going to text back, and I was going to say no to see what the questions were. Just to. I think with polling, see, I think you know. I think what you got to do is is you got to a vote your conscience. Don't don't vote on who the polls say is going to win. Just vote who you for oh, who you absolutely. think is the best, and that's how you should vote. Uh, B, I, I think polls are best when you have a lot of them, so you have a lot of data points that you can kind of aggregate and, and feel good about that. Uh, and also, I, I think it's it's worth. I mean, they do have margin of errors. Like I'm looking at the 538 projection, 538.com. I think they do the best polling analysis here in North Dakota. They're giving Kevin Kramer a 73.2 percent chance of winning the Senate race versus Heitkamp a 26.8 percent chance, and they're basing that on on all sorts of factors like incumbency, the polling, et cetera, et cetera. But but I mean, it's a range because yeah, Kramer's got a 73.2 percent chance of winning, but Heitkamp's chance of winning is not zero. That's not what they're saying. There's there's still a chance. So it's it's imperfect. Um, you know, it's fun to talk about. I do think they're instructive. At the end of the day, just vote your conscience. I think that's what you got to do. Mike, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yep. 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Congressional race, Mike. I, I think Armstrong is going to win that in a landslide here in North Dakota. Yeah, pretty much uh, done deal, I think, on that one. Speaking of 538 in, in the House race, uh, Max Schneider has a less than 1% chance of winning, according to that. Yeah, it didn't run a strong campaign, plus obviously just the uphill battle of being a Democrat in North Dakota. So, well, It, it surprised me because Heitkamp's people went to bat to get Schneider on the ballot. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why. Well, right, because what then, like, what did then he, he do? never heard from him initially. And then right. you sort of heard from him. And yeah, meanwhile, Armstrong has been anywhere and everywhere you look. So yeah, right. it, was, it was an so, odd. It was like they really wanted to talk him into it. It's almost yeah. like he did it just to get them to stop asking i it doesn't it almost kind of doesn't feel like he wanted to be in congress and I'll, I'll say i like max schneider he came on this program pretty much every time i, I asked him i think he's a nice dude For i disagree sure. with him politically i'm just not sure how much he actually wants to be in congress i mean that's and that's pretty bad you look at a campaign you're like does this guy really want to win it's tough to win a campaign that way didn't seem into it sometimes i feel like those are the people we should elect though like the people who least want the job <laughs> should be the idea. people who should probably have it yeah, yeah that's probably right. a good point all right, we got to take a break. This is a Rob Report 970 WDYM 93.1 FM. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report 970 WDYM 93.1 FM, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We're, we're talking about predictions for Election Day. How do you think the statewide races are going to go? How do you think the ballot measures are going to go? We'll get into more of that in, uh, in the next hour. In fact, we're going to have somebody from Measure 3 on at 1 o'clock because I, I think that's just... That's just a fascinating way. I think Measure 3 is going to pass. Um, but I, I I say that. I wouldn't be surprised if it failed either. And, and I think one way or the other, I don't think it's going to be close. I just I don't know how to take the temperature on that one. I, I really don't. That's a tough one, Rob. I'm with you. I think uh, I'm with you the other way. I think it's not going to pass, but it passing wouldn't surprise me either. I, I just... Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think there's a lot of people that are, are for it. I think I think if it was, you know, if you take out obviously how it's implemented and some of the timing and some of that stuff out of it, I think the attitude of people just using marijuana, I think it passes just on that aspect alone. But I think it's the 
the timeline, I think, is a little aggressive for some people. And I think that the uh, there's still some question about although the expungement most, provision was a mistake. Yeah, I think so, they too. Just, it yeah. just confuses people. Yeah, or, just, or just at least, you know, if you're going to put that in there, then have it be over the course of two sessions or something. You know what I mean? Figure Give out a way time. to do it. Give them some time. Yeah. And then I still think there's some people uncomfortable with the, the law enforcement aspect of this where they have concerns about impaired driving in a world where obviously we have a lot of impaired driving, uh, not yeah. from any substance, but people on their devices. It's just one more thing to throw somebody off. So I think those are the two things. I don't think it's just the use of marijuana, Rob. I think most people would probably be fine with just that the, part the, of the it. Problem, but it's me- this measure other three stuff. is poorly written, much, much like with the medicinal marijuana too. measure. Yeah. Like the medical marijuana measure was, was poorly written. Measure three, this cycle is poorly written. I voted for it. Um, I, I hope it passes, and, and mostly, ju- mostly just because with the marijuana, I do not like the initiated measure process. I really don't, and I and I, I think the, the two marijuana measures we've had in the last two cycles are exemplary of of why the initiated measure process sucks. It's a terrible way to make public policy. Um, but with marijuana specifically, I am so anxious to get to get. To, I, I just think we got to get the ball rolling on this stuff, and, and so. If Measure Three passes, the legislature is going to have to do a special session um, to 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 delay the implementation, if nothing else, so that they can address some of the issues like impaired driving, like expungement. They're going to have to because the way it's written now, it's unworkable. Um, you know, and, and we're, we'll hear the same belly aching. Oh, the legislature's out to sandbag it or whatever. Well, you know what, idiots, write better policy then. You know, if if you don't want this. So, but I say that I voted for it and. You know, mostly because I, I want to get to a day where marijuana is legal, because I think what we're doing now, you know, you talk about impaired driving. Listen, everybody who wants marijuana today is smoking marijuana. Oh, I totally there's agree. Nothing really I mean, I mean, there's nothing not really stopping. That's not a hang up for me, people. but that's a hang up for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see I see marijuana. I go out of a party. I've seen people smoking marijuana that might surprise you, Mike. <laughs> you oh, believe me, Ron. Recog- you would me, probably I... recognize the names. Oh, no, I know. And it's it's just an accepted thing. Everybody wink, wink, nod, nod. It's time to bring this out into the light. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Anyway. Even even then, though, it, it would be interesting in a world where marijuana was legal. It still would be viewed, I think, as, Taboo, uh, you know. Maybe? Yeah, because, which is funny to me because it's like, you know, we celebrate women and their wine habit, right? Uh, that's like on T-shirts and, uh, you know, there's constantly you know the taboo would wear out that uh, the taboo would wear out somebody wants to sit and smoke a one hitter at the end of the day uh, yeah but then you're now you're the devil okay somebody somebody whips out their bong mm-hmm. yeah i'm such i'm such a nerd about that stuff like in high school i i tried it once and it was just wasn't for it was me. a weird experience for you yeah, well, I, it just it didn't Maybe really do try much it again, for me Rob, might loosen you up a little bit who knows yeah that's <laughs> loosen me up i'm loose man this is me loose this is, yeah that's the problem <laughs> yeah Yeah. i'm a little caffeine is more my speed um but that is going to be fun to watch tonight see how that plays out of all the races obviously the senate race i think is interesting to everybody and uh, that's got to be right up there if not equal to that so yeah i I think the i think uh the senate race and then measure three i think we're going to talk about some of the statewide races in the next hour i think the secretary of state race is interesting for a lot of reasons i think if, if democrats Outside of Heidi Heitkamp, I think I think Josh Boucher is the Democrats' best chance for picking up a seat. You gave him an endorsement, Rob. Huh? You endorsed him, didn't you? 
I, I almost. Well, that's the, almost. to me that's an endorsement from you. When I you really, I really wanted to. For a Democrat, I really like want. I really wanted. I really wanted to vote for him, and then I watched what Democrats did on this voter ID thing, and it was so cynical and so dishonest. It just makes me not want to have a Democrat in charge of our elections. Well, I feel I like say when that, you say you almost voted for a Democrat, Rob, that's like an endorsement. You <laughs> yes, did endorse yeah. Josh Bush. Josh Bush almost <laughs> brought Rob Port over to the dark side, which is like an endorsement. It was close. <laughs> it was close. I was I was feeling bad about myself. Uh-huh. I was in a dark room with the covers over my head, saying, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" Yeah, you're coming over. It's that marijuana, Rob. It's bringing you over. Look out, marijuana. <laughs> Listen, I'm probably one of the most socially liberal people you know. So just just saying. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Rob. Hey, we're gonna talk Measure Three with Cole Hammond, advisor to Legalize ND. We'll talk with him coming up next here on the Rob Report, 970 WDYM 93.1 FM. Don't go away. All right, hour two, Rob Report, 970 WDYM 93.1 FM. We're working our way down the ballot. Your predictions, your thoughts. How how's North Dakota going to vote? How, how is this election going to turn out? Even nationally, what do you think? Republicans going to hold the Senate? They're going to hold the House? Democrats going to take them over? On that, I I think Republicans are going to hold the Senate. Um, I think I think you know, losing North Dakota, which I think is probably going to happen, Senator Heitkamp's probably going to lose. I think that's that's going to make it almost impossible for Democrats to take the Senate. Uh, that being said, I think Democrats will take the House. I think they'll end up with a narrow majority there. But we'll see. That's why we vote. Uh, one of the top issues on the ballot this election cycle, of course, Measure Three to legalize recreational marijuana here to talk with me about that on the day when when people are going to to the vote is cole hammond he's an advisor for legalize nd cole how are you good how are you rob i am good uh i was just reading i i I thought this might um this might make you feel good i was just our, our reporter john hageman from the forum news service just tweeted out a little while ago he said i quote a republican election observer in bismarck Said he's uh, said there's strong turnout around the state. He said Measure Three is driving a lot of it. So you have a Republican advisor saying, "Listen, this this issue, Measure Three, is driving people to the ballot box." You agree? You know, I, I've said this whole time that this is going to be, and, and thank you for having me on, Rob. Uh, you know, I've said this whole time that this is going to be a dogfight. You know, I, I've never saw this as a runaway race either way. You know, you see both sides. You know, cherry-picking stats, data points. But you know what? You can't cherry-pick personal freedom. I'm feeling really good right now. Legalized ND is feeling really encouraged right now, cautiously optimistic. But, you know, this turnout, if it was going to be low turnout, I, I, I would probably have more of a somber tone right now, Rob. But high turnout is good for us. And we're encouraged. We got reports that a precinct in Jamestown is running out of ballots already. And, uh, you know, we're we're excited, encouraged. And energized. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. It, there's probably not just one variable. I mean, obviously, we have a a nationally important U.S. Senate race on the ballot. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of reasons to get out and vote. All of the elections Absolutely. on the ballot are important. But Measure Three, of course, uh, I, I I think is is an unusual one. Now, Cole, I, you'll probably disagree with me. With that. I look at Measure Three. I supported it. I'll tell you, I voted for it earlier this morning. Um, Thank but you. I didn't. I didn't vote. Uh, the, the The language in the measure, I think, is deeply, deeply flawed. I think it's got problems. In fact, I think if your measure passes, I think the legislature is going to kind of have to come into special session and and delay implementation of the bill uh, until they can get into their regular session and uh, and fix some of the problems um, and and address some of the issues. 
Uh, I hear a lot of people out there saying it. I don't know that it's deterring some people. I think some people are just so fed, like me, are just so fed up with with dragging our feet towards a more liberalized marijuana policy that they're willing to overlook some of the flaws. But I, Cole, I, I see flaws here that are going to need to be fixed. Do you disagree? I, I certainly understand your point and where you're coming from, Rob. You know, here's here's the great part of ballot initiatives. You know, this this was written by the people for the people of North Dakota. But obviously the legislature has to address certain things in the bill for clarification purposes. You know, and we'd certainly, you know, welcome a seat at the table to, to add extra clarifications for DUIDs to, you know, to make it abundantly clear if, if, if regulations need to be added. We'll have a seat at the table and make sure that it's done the right way. If additional taxation needs to be added, we'll be at that table, too. You know, the reality is if you want to change the language of the bill, Rob, it, it has to be two-thirds of the vote. But to add simple things like taxation, re- regulation, special business licensing, that takes a simple majority. Um, yeah. You know, and we, we, we welcome the input from the legislature. You know, we welcome support from, from legislators on both sides of the aisle, whether it be Rick Becker from the right or Marvin Nelson from the left. You know, this looks like it's not, you know, when people go to the ballot box, it's not a partisan issue. And hopefully, my hope is, when the legislature takes up this bill, that it's not a partisan issue either. Well, when we were talking earlier in the program, you know, I think a lot of people have been hearing when they've been trying to handicap some of the partisan races on the ballot, like the Senate race, like the congressional race, they've been saying, oh, well, you know, the measure three vote, that's going to be a boon to Democrats. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I, I don't know that the the demographic most likely to support Measure 3, I don't know that it's a particularly partisan demographic, to be honest with you. In fact, I was no, talking with I'm Congressman Kramer with on the show. I, I, I was talking to Congressman Kramer on the show yesterday, uh, and he said, you know, I poll well among young voters. So if Measure 3 draws young voters to the polls, I'll do well because I poll well among them. And I, I think he's right. I don't think that it's a particularly partisan issue. Uh, I, I think a lot of North Dakotans, I think a lot of Americans in general, have just sort of got. I see. I think they see the efficacy in moving towards legalized marijuana. It. it I. I think they. They fail to see the benefit to continue prohibition. Uh, I'm in 100% agreement with you on this, Rob. You know, the the reality is that we enjoy support from people from all walks of life. It's not that stereotypical hippie that everyone may think of. It's it's doctors, it's lawyers, it's, it's, it's business owners. It's people from all walks of life. And that's why you're right. It's not a partisan issue. What it is is it's a personal freedom, human rights issue, and criminal justice reform issue. And I think that people are fed up with the failed experiment of prohibition gone on for far too long. It's time to end the arrest, marijuana-related charges in North Dakota. Dwayne makes a good point via email. He says, Rob, I think this is a point nobody is really considering. We assume the high turnout is strictly voters who are passionate in favor of Measure 3 and not those who are equally as passionately against it. I think he's got a good point. And and that was, I think Measure 3 is going to pass, and I voted for Measure 3. But what I, in fact, what I said earlier in the show is, I I think Measure 3 is either going to win by a wide margin or it's going to lose by a wide margin. And the problem I have is is taking the temperature of the people who are – because I, I do think Measure 3 is driving turnout. But to the emailer's point, I'm just not sure if that turnout is for or against it. Uh, do you guys have any indication? Well, I think it's it's pretty cut and dry here in, in terms of my opinion. The enthusiasm, the energy is on our side. 
Have you met anyone that's been very enthusiastic about voting no for things besides the, the tobacco tax from a couple of years ago? Um, you know, in reality, this is this is an issue that drives that drives people to the, the polls that are non-voters and non-traditional voters. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the term bullet voting, Rob. There's going to be a fair amount of people that walk in, just vote measure three, and walk out. And, you know, they're, they're fed up with, with, you know, the political fighting, but they care about this issue because it, 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 it drives home the need to end the arrest. When, when we're in a state here in North Dakota where 40, we're ranked 47th in the nation per capita in marijuana usage, but ranking 6th in the nation in marijuana-related arrests, that's a problem, and it needs to be addressed. With Measure 3, the fundamental question addresses that issue. Let me. What about people out there? Because I, I think that if the question on the ballot was merely should recreational marijuana be legal in North Dakota, yes or no, I think the yes gets an overwhelming majority. I think where there may be a problem is that's not the question that's on the ballot. What's on the ballot Correct. is your specific proposal, which contains things like the expungement provision, which contains things like some of the language that critics say is, is going to confuse the inebriated driving issue. For people who are on the fence who are saying, listen, I want to legalize recreational marijuana. I'm just not sure that ba- Measure 3 is the right way to do it, because that is an argument that I've heard a lot, Cole. What's your argument to those yeah. people? Well, you know, to, to your point about the ballot measure language, it doesn't actually say recreational or legalization within the, within the, the measure question itself. Uh, you know, the, the reality is that this, this bill would legalize marijuana for adults, 21 and over, and it actually in, increases penalties for those under the age of 21 or those that, that choose to, to distribute marijuana and sell marijuana to those under the age of 21. Uh, you know, you know, the, you know, I really think, you know, here, we're really encouraged. This is a sensible issue. This is, this is about ending arrests and stop tearing the families apart. It's, it's high time that we, as North Dakotans, are sensible and vote the right way. I think you're right. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. So, so let me just ask you, uh, I hope Measure 3 passes, and I hope I hope then the debate becomes, okay, the electorate says they want legal recreational marijuana. And I, I keep saying recreational marijuana to be distinct. I mean, we obviously already dealt with the medical side of the equation previously. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this, this has to do with <laughs> sort of. Fair enough. Um, this has to do with, with everything else. But let me let me ask you this. If Measure 3 fails, what's the next step? You know, I think I think that you know the the elected leaders here in North Dakota, regardless of what the result may be, they've heard our message loud and clear. And you know, should Measure Three not pass, I think that it would be in their best interest, whether it be electorally or just as as sensible elected leaders, to take up some form of a marijuana legalization bill. Or decriminalization. You know, the people here have spoken when we got on the ballot. No one expected this to happen, whether it be in state or out of state. But we made the ballot, and now they have to answer to the people. and uh, And I hope that the legislators are are, are sensible enough to do the right thing. Well, I, I, I think if, today, I right, I, and I, I think if not, I think you're right. I, I think I think 
whatever the vote ends up being today, I think Measure Three moved the ball down the field. I just got a uh, I just got a text message from a friend uh, who's a Republican over in the Bismarck area. He writes, uh, "I was really surprised to see so many pro Measure Three signs in yards that had Republican signs." To the point where I thought maybe the pro measure three people were just putting them up wherever they wanted. Um, I've, I've <laughs> noticed the same thing where I live, and I, and I don't I don't think measure three I don't think that's just like a a guerrilla campaign to plant measure three signs no. <laughs> wherever. I think it goes <laughs> no, to my point. Uh, North Dakota is a deeply Republican state. Uh, you know, medical honestly. Uh, go back. I mean, people talking about you know the measure three vote being a Democratic vote. There's not that many pure Democrats in North Dakota. Medical marijuana, which got over 60 percent of the vote in 2016, on the same ballot that Donald Trump got over 60 percent of the vote. Medical so marijuana doesn't pass. Right. By, right. By Medical the, marijuana in, in, in North Dakota. Trump. Right. Medical marijuana doesn't become legal in North Dakota without Republican votes. That's the point I'm saying. Yeah. You know what, and I and I want to touch on something, Rob. That that really, I think is the most important aspect. Let's say tonight we see a victorious result for Measure Three. This will send shockwaves to Washington D.C., a state yeah. where Donald Trump won with 64 percent of the vote, where adult use marijuana was just legalized. That will shock the nation and turn the world upside down. I think you're right. Although I, I think that's already happening, Cole. Again, the Republican candidate on the top of this ballot, Kevin Kramer, although not personally in favor of Measure Three, has said that he will support federal legislation to make it a states' rights issue, which, frankly, is probably the best we can hope for at the federal level at this point. So I, I no, think already right. the, those attitudes are starting to show up. Absolutely, and and and, and to Congressman Kramer's credit, he's been more vocal about Measure Three than Senator Heitkamp. Um, I'm not. I, I can't explain why, but uh, you know, I certainly appreciate him. You know, him saying that he would honor states' rights and that he would he would take a hard look at decriminalization should he be elected to the U.S. Senate. Yeah, uh, Cole, we're out of time. Thanks and uh, good luck tonight. Thank you so much, Rob. You have a great one. That's that's Cole Hammond. He's an advisor to Legalize ND. This is the Rob Report, 970 WDYM, 93.1 FM. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Port 970, WDAYAM 93.1 FM, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. What are you seeing out at the polls? It's election day. Have you voted yet? Did you have any problems? Was it easy? I want to hear from you, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, I voted for Measure 3. I do think Measure 3 is going to pass. Uh, but but Measure 3 is a weird thing. I can't tell if Measure 3 is driving a high turnout because people are going to reject it or because they're going to support it. I, I just I just don't know. Um, if I had to bet, I'd say it's going to pass, but I'm, I'm a little uncertain about that one. Talked about the Senate race. I, I do think Kevin Kramer is going to win the Senate race. I don't think it's going to be a by as wide a margin as a lot of people are expecting. We'll see. Uh, and I'm not ruling out the idea that Heidi Heitkamp could win either. I think it's a small chance, but I think it's a chance. Uh, congressional race, I think Armstrong wins in a landslide. Emailer uh, Scott says, uh, Rob, if Measure 3 fails, I'm sure Al and the legislature will make marijuana legal. Yeah, right, even if they said they would during campaign season. Um, I I wouldn't count it out. Uh, and, and I don't know legalization. We already affect, and I had on a Shannon Roars Jones, uh, a Republican state rep from the Fargo area, uh, she is bringing forward a decriminalization bill that's not legalization, that's distinct. Um, 
you know, it's it's more of a, we're not really going to – marijuana is not going to be legal, but we're not really going to enforce it as a drug. I, I don't like it. I don't like decriminalization either. It should either be legal or not legal. I don't want to create some little gray area where – and do you agree with that, Kyle? I, I, I think – do you see uh, – decriminalization to me just kind of – I feel like it's just sort of a lazy way of addressing the point. Either just legalize it or just keep it legal. Let's not create some gray area. Right. I mean, you're keeping that prohibition still there. That that cloud of prohibition is still technically technically there. Yeah. So and to me, that's what we want to get rid of. What I would really like to do is remove marijuana as this valuable, valuable cash crop for dangerous criminal gangs. You know who you know who I'd rather be in charge of marijuana? Capitalists. Mm-hmm. Say, say what you want about the capitalists. Uh, you know, that's better than a bunch of criminal gangs. I would like to Some see Some modern-day Al Capones. I'd like to see it almost identical to alcohol. Sure. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, know. I, I, I think we regulate alcohol too much, frankly. Um, I, they, could, they could sell them both in the grocery store for all I care. Uh, but, I mean, but if, you're, if you're looking – well, in some states I'm they do. I'm a little do. bit of an anarchist. In some states they actually do uh, sell alcohol in the grocery store. That's true. So, um, but th- – I would just like to see it. If, if you're looking for a model um, federally or even statewide, you can you can look at other states or you can look at a federal model for alcohol. And uh, I don't see really any any conflict there for something like marijuana. Yeah. Uh, Dan emails. He says, Rob, are they going to be able to call the racist today? If you don't have your ID, you can still go vote and your ballot is set aside. You then have seven days to bring in your ID. If the race is closer than the number of set-aside ballots, will we have to wait until next Tuesday to get final results? Yeah. Um, if it's, I mean, if it's that close to where the margin of victory is within the number of, of set-aside ballots that haven't been counted yet, um, then, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait to see the race get called. I would be very surprised if it was that close, though. And, and there's probably fewer set-aside ballots uh, being cast than you might realize. I was just reading uh, John Hageman, Forum News Service reporter. Uh, he writes on Twitter. He goes, at the one polling place I visited today in Bismarck, just one vote was cast using a set-aside ballot. So I don't think it's happening that often. I don't think there's that many set-aside ballots. Um, so you, I, I, I don't know. I would be very surprised if we had any races that were that close. Um, if any, m- maybe some legislative races. A lot of times those tend to be tight, but the statewide races... I'm just not seeing it. Um, and speaking of the statewide races, I, the, the one competitive statewide race that I see is the Secretary of State race. Um, I think the other races, and we have uh, the tax commissioners on the ballot, the ag commissioners on the ballot, the attorney generals on the ballot. Uh, we have two public service commissioners on the ballot. I think Republicans are going to sweep those. Um, and the reason I say that, Kyle, I, I imagine – most Democrats would probably have a hard time naming who their candidates are in those races. They're just they're they're not well known. It's not a strong slate of candidates. Um, I I you know they really haven't made any noise. And I and I think in North Dakota right now, for a Democrat to win, they got to give Republican voters a reason not to vote for the Republican. Uh, and if they don't do that, then they're going to lose. And I don't know that any of those Democratic candidates have. Now the one uh, the one distinction to that is the Secretary of State race. Al Jagger versus Josh Boucher. Al Jagger's the incumbent, but he's not on the ballot. 
as a Republican. He's on the ballot as an independent. We'll get into that coming up next. What do you think? 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Port 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. We're working our way down the uh, down the ballot. And if you've got predictions, I'd love to hear them. If you've got experiences you'd like to share at the polling places, I'd like to hear them. Did you have trouble voting? Was it easy to vote? Um, how was it? And don't be intimidated. By the way, even if you get there and you see big lines, uh, don't be intimidated because a lot of times the lines move faster than you expect. Uh, in fact, when I showed up at my polling place today, uh, I live in Minot and I polled at the uh, at the uh, Minot City Auditorium, and it was down in the armory. So you got to like go down the stairs, and then the line was at the top of the stairs. So the line was all the way down the stairs, and then all the way down the hall across the building, and then back across the building the other way. If you'd stretch the line out all the way, I bet you the mile was a the line was a quarter mile long. Um, but the whole process from backing out of my driveway to go there to pulling back into my driveway is about 40 minutes. wasn't bad at all. Don't be intimidated. It's worth your time. Um, and next time, if you don't like standing in line, next time vote absentee. That's super easy, too. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. What are you seeing out there? Which, which by the way, a, a, a listener brought this up earlier about political messaging on Election Day. Do you remember when that was illegal in North Dakota, Kyle? I don't actually. Yeah, well, it wasn't that long ago, man. You're you're young. I'm 32, we, um, and I actually technically was not a North Dakota resident until, oh boy, maybe seven years ago. Yeah, that would that would have been right around the time. It used to be. Well, we used to have a law where you couldn't you couldn't do political advertising. Technically, if you still had your yard sign up on election day, you were breaking the law. Um, you weren't supposed to have signs out anywhere. And it wasn't even just near a polling place, just anywhere. The, the billboards were supposed to come down. Everything was supposed to be down. Um, in fact, I, I remember listening to political talk radio shows, and they would they would talk about hunting all day because they couldn't talk politics on Election Day, or that's how they were interpreting the law. Uh, it got it got struck down, though. Uh, Gary Emanith, who, by the way, is running uh, in Bismarck for the state Senate as a Republican, he, he filed a lawsuit against the law. The law got struck down. Um, as well it should. I think by this time we're all a little tired of of the political messaging and everything. But, um, hey, the First Amendment means the First Amendment. It doesn't mean you have free speech 364 days of the year. It means you have free speech all of the time. Free speech means free speech. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. All right, this uh, Secretary of State race. This is an interesting race because there is an incumbent in the race, Al Jagger. Uh, who is winning? Do you know who? Uh, you know what happened the same year that um, Al Jagger first got elected to the Secretary of State's office, Kyle? What did happen? Jay Leno took over the Tonight Show from Johnny Carson. <laughs> 1992. <laughs> I'm yep. not kidding. That's uh, Al Jagger's been in office since 1992. He's been there for a while, and that means he's got a ton of name recognition. And I'll tell you, North Dakotans like voting for incumbents. Generally speaking. We like voting for incumbents. They and I do, think that helps. even though they probably shouldn't, especially in a case like this. Just because Maybe. 1992, I mean, come on. That's a long time. That's a long time. I'm not a believer in ballot. I'm, I'm not a believer in term limits, mostly just because I, I think the voters ought to be able to vote for who they want to vote for. If they want to keep voting for the same person over and over again, I guess that's their sure. prerogative. I'm not saying that's a good thing. But I agree. 
I think we needed some new blood. I was glad to see Republicans nominated somebody else at their convention earlier this year, which, which by the way, mm-hmm. is, is why Al Jagger's probably in some, prob- in some trouble. Uh, Republicans nominated Will Gardner to be their candidate. Uh, and, in fact, he won on the primary ballot, even though he had already withdrawn from the race. He didn't – he had a scandal. Uh, yep. He had a peeping Tom. You know, he, he – I guess back, uh, back in the early 2000s, he was caught – being a peeper, uh, looking in windows on the NDSU campus, and he got a misdemeanor charge for that. Uh, when he was arrested, the police report said his pants were undone. His uh, his wallet was out of his pants pocket, which tells me he'd probably done it before. Uh, so he withdrew from the race in in scandal. Um, Al Jagger then put himself back on the race, but couldn't get on the ballot as a Republican because it was too late to make the primary ballot, just as it was too late to get Gardner off the ballot. So Gardner won the Republican primary unopposed by default, but then he with officially withdrew from the race. Al Jagger put himself on the ballot as an independent uh, with a bunch of signatures. So now he's on the ballot, uh, and opposing him is Josh Boucher. Now, I, I think there is, is a good argument to articulate against Al Jagger, but is the, is the argument good enough in the minds of North Dakota voters to overcome voting for a Democrat for the office? And, and the reason why I say that, I like Josh Boucher a lot. And I like a lot of the things that he's been saying about wanting to modernize that office. I think that Josh Boucher could do a, a good job at a lot of that. What gives me pause and what makes me think that, that Al Jagger is going to hold on to that office for Republicans is the fact that Democrats have, have used this voter ID issue unfor- in, a, in a, just a deeply unfortunate way. Um. I think it's a cynical issue. I, I look at uh, in the last weeks of the election, I think when they needed to try to ignite the left wing base, Democrats decided to make an issue out of voter IDs. Now, remember, the voter ID laws in North Dakota are not particularly new. We first started reforming them in 2013. The latest iteration of the law passed more than a year and a half ago. And yet it wasn't until the zero hour that all of a sudden Democrats started making a stink about it. Senator Heitkamp knew about these laws all along. Didn't start making a stink about until it was an election year, right? And, and and now we're supposed to believe that they're this blatant act of racism, right? This this blatant act of, of voter suppression. And really, they're not. It's easy to vote. It's super easy to vote. As a matter of fact, if you listen closely to what Senator Heitkamp says, which he visits tribal communities, she says it's easy to vote. Now, the problem I have is that Democrats do stuff like that. Democrats use this voter ID issue, and they do it cynically, and I don't think it's really about the voter ID issue. I think it's about inflaming their base. And so that's what gives me pause about putting a Democrat in the Secretary of State's office. And I think a lot of Republicans are going to feel the same way, and I think that I think that's going to put Al Jagger over the top. I, I think Al Jagger's going to hold on to that seat for Republicans. Um, I think he's going to be able to overcome the independent thing because his name, he's got so much name recognition. He's been on the ballot for so long. People are going to recognize Al Jagger before they even get to the part about which political party he belongs to. So I don't think the independent thing is going to hurt him all that much. Um, I think he's going to be fine. But I do, I will say, behind Heidi Heitkamp, Josh Boucher is probably the best chance at holding on to that, uh, holding on to that, or excuse me, picking up a, um, picking up a seat for, uh, for Democrats on the statewide ballot. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, the other... Um, the other... 
measures on the statewide ballot. Measure one, how do you feel like that one's going to go, Kyle? That's the uh, the ethics or the, the anti-corruption measure. Do you think that one's going to pass? Well, I think you have some people on one side that believe that there should be an ethics commission established in the state. But then at the same time, isn't it, it changing the state constitution in order to, in order to do so? Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, listen, I, I think the thing is, you can believe, the thing with Measure 1, I think Measure One's probably going to pass, and I don't think that it should. And the reason why is I, I think it, immediately it's going to be tied up in litigation and probably struck down by the courts because it's unconstitutional. It's an unconstitutional restriction on our First Amendment rights. Um, and so it's it's deeply problematic. I think the problem is most people are just tuning in now and they're going to see, oh, ethics. I'm for ethics. So I'm going to vote for that. Um, and that's that's problematic. But I, I think Measure One's going to pass. Hey, we're going to continue talking about this. Love to hear from you. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. We're on Port 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. We're, uh, we're talking about election predictions. What do you think is going to happen? What's been your experience at the polling places, if you're out there voting, I got a dilemma. I wanted to take a pic, like a selfie of my little I voted sticker, like everybody did. Sure. But you know what I did? I took my sticker, I put it on the back of my phone. <laughs> like, just, just sort of like they gave it to me. I'm like, oh, you didn't I'll try and take here. it off the phone, did you? And then ruin the sticker? Well, no, I'm just going to leave it on there now. But I can't take a selfie. I mean, how do I take a selfie when it's on the back of my phone? Do it with your, uh, I don't know, your uh, webcam. No. I better go vote again. All right, uh, Kay from Fargo. Yeah. Go get another yeah. sticker. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Kay, no, no, please don't vote more than once. That's illegal. Uh, Kay from Fargo, you're on. Hi, I was just going to say, I don't think it's any mystery why the voter ID law became an issue late in the race, and that's because the Supreme Court didn't rule on it until I think it was 22 days before the election. And usually if they rule on something that close to an election, it would not go into effect until the following election. This time, however, they decided they'd throw it in 22 days before, and you've got all these Native Americans on reservations where they don't have street addresses, which was, I'm well, sure, no surprise to the Republicans who voted all that in. But, okay, so, so here's, what you here's, had here's... is people who suddenly had to get a whole new ID, thousands of them, in like three weeks' time. So why That's, didn't the tribes you know, do this before, It wasn't just a, a Democrat, you know, uh, hogwash-type thing. It was a real but thing, it and it was the U.S. Supreme Court that caused it. Yeah, with, 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 by the way, two votes from Democratic appointees, uh, Justice Sotomayor and Justice Breyer, both voted to uphold the law. And, and, and by the way, I, we're, we're going to see record turnout on the reservations. Right. I had North Dakota yeah. Affairs Commissioner Scott Davis, who has family of both Turtle Mountain and Standing Rock. He was on, and he said, we're, we're going to see record turnout on the reservations, which to me says the ID issue wasn't that hard to overcome. We made changes to the law. If the tribes had gotten on the ball and adapted to this shortly after it became law last year, they wouldn't have had to scramble shortly before was, the election. It was a, it was not in effect until then. It, but it was. was. An injunction against it, and until the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on it, it was not a law. Well, until the, well, the, eighth, the eighth circuit, yeah. the eighth, the eighth circuit previously. Okay, so what you're telling me is what's really caused the confusion is not so much the law which it turns out is is so easy to comply with that the tribes can issue thousands of IDs and inspire record turnout weeks before the election. The problem was not so much the law, but the stupid activist lawsuits against it that has confused the crap out of everybody. No, I didn't say that. And I, okay, and I, but that's no the practical reality. That. One, one that's other the thing practical I'd really reality. like to say, Rob, 
this, this brought tears to my eyes when I thought of it this morning. As I headed to the polls, I realized I was wearing blue. And I thought, well, everybody in there is going to think I'm a Democrat. And it occurred to me when I was a kid, nobody thought of red or blue. They thought of red, white, and blue. And on Election Day, you saw all kinds of red, white, and blue. That symbolizes to me what's wrong with our country and what scares the heck out of me of where we're going. Because we see each other as enemies now. Red or blue, what are you? I don't see you as That is, that is just so wrong. It should be red, white, and blue. We should treat everybody with equal respect, whatever side they're on. And so we have policy differences. They're still Americans. Yeah, I agree. And I it just makes me really sad. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm closer to 70 than I am 60. And I look back see, on Kay, a lifetime here's, of here's the intense, problem, intense interest in politics. And it, is, it has become our biggest okay. problem. Okay. I, I think you're right. But you just contributed to the problem a little while ago because you came on the show and you're you're running down uh, you're you're characterizing this voter ID law as racist. Now remember, North Dakota. No, I, is a no, state- no, 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 no. What I was doing was responding to your to what you said about it as making it strictly partisan. You were saying but it that is I was saying it was an it, there was an injunction against it. The tribe yeah. hadn't reacted to it because no one knew what was going to happen with it. In my experience, most of the time when they make uh, when the court rules to make a change in the way elections have been done, it doesn't take effect immediately. I was trying to point that out. I was not trying to say anybody was deliberately doing so, anything. But, but the injunction, the were, injunction was I, improperly. But, you know, that's what politicians do now. And the injunction, the injunction, okay, okay, the injunction was improperly issued, which is why it was struck down by the Eighth Circuit, and then that that uh, stay of the injunction was upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, it shouldn't have been issued in the first place. And rather than than immediately, and, and this is the problem, is is the law was immediately denounced as racist. But I think what we've learned in the interim is it's actually really easy to comply with. And if the tribes had just put in a little bit of effort, you know, months and months ago when it first became law last year, uh, or perhaps we wouldn't the state be able, could have be could have somehow helped with that too. But the, the, it's they're sovereign. They're sovereign governments. It, it's not the yes, state I understand can't make that, the tribe do things. Given that, I think if they're a sovereign government, they'd be allowed to. Why didn't the tribe show up to the? Vote. I mean, the tribe. Nobody representing the tribe showed up to the legislature when this law was being debated. Whose fault is that? Probably theirs. Unless, yeah. of course, they gave about as good notice on that as they did on the pipeline. Well, they gave plenty of notice. You know, on the you, you really, as well. when you really dig into this, there's enough. At, at some point, everywhere. at some point, though, okay, you know, if, if the tribe, if the tribes, the, the problem, at some point, though, okay, if the tribes, they don't show up to the pipeline meetings, they don't show up to the legislative hearings. At some point, is is it always just the state that are keeping? I mean, these these all no, all I'd of these meetings are publicly noticed blame by on law. Both sides. I have never seen anything that doesn't have no. blame on both sides. That sounds like both. I I think further into the if you dig further into the notices that were given to them. You will understand why there was so little response. And, you know, to just I say willy-nilly that it's just the tribes never do anything is just flat-out wrong. I think the problem is, uh, honestly, I don't think there was a problem with the voter ID laws. And I, I, I think what happened was Senator Heitkamp, down the stretch, needed an issue to try to invigorate the tribes because they weren't going to come out and vote for her because of her stance on the Dakota Access Pipeline, or lack of a stance, I should say. Uh, she needed an issue, and this was it. If if, if she well, had voted for Brett Kavanaugh and decided to go another way and didn't need to inflame her left-wing debate, I don't think we'd be talking about the voter ID issue right now. I think it was a calculated po- partisan political ploy. The voter I think it ID was a calculated ploy from the beginning. I think when Heitkamp got elected See, but by you just a small said- margin, and they realized that she wouldn't have without the support of the Native Americans, guess what? 
suddenly we need a voter ID law. In the 2012 election. not work Kate, well on the, on the reservation. Yeah. See, I, I, re- I realize that that's the partisan mythology people have built around it. In the 2012, <laughs> at the time, what we had was, uh, was we had uh, you could cast a ballot with an affidavit. In the 2012 election, well over 10,000 ballots were cast that way. Uh, which was multiples of the margin in the U.S. Senate race in 2012. We had no practical way of verifying those affidavits, whether or not they were true. You could go in and vote with an ID, just sign a paper, say, oh, yeah, I am who I say I am. Nobody was verifying them. That was a problem. The legislature saw that as a loophole. Now, I'm not saying Heitkamp won in 2012 because of fraud. What I'm saying is that the potential was there. We had a loophole in our laws. That's what they were trying to address. Now, you character, you, know you that, just characterized that. that. Loophole, After telling that us, loophole, hold, hold up. Well, I got to end the show, Kay. I got to end the show now. Cut Kay off. I got to I gotta end the show. We're out of time. The Kay comes on and she says she's tired of the recrimination, but she wants us all to believe that the voter ID law must be racist. That's part of the problem. Hey, Jay Thomas Show straight ahead. Have a great election evening. We'll be back here tomorrow to talk about everything that happened. This is The Rob Report, 970 WDYM, 93.1 FM. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.